Well, this morning, we are super lucky to have our very own Beth and Andy Long come speak to us about keeping fun and marriage alive. So they will for sure present some great fun for us this morning. Well, I'm sure we'll have some good laughs and we'll learn a lot. So if you guys would welcome Beth and Andy. We're excited to hear from you. Thank you. All right, guys. You guys all know me, and today I brought my better half with me. I think he's slightly nervous being the only man in the room. Yeah. So he came looking good, and and we are ready. Um, Okay. So we have four kids. They are three, five, seven, and nine. So it's a party at our house. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, there's, we'll get to this. There's baby Beth and baby Andy, guys. Look at us. We're just little babies. Uh, so we're, we're excited to talk about keeping marriage fun today. And this is a topic that is near and dear to our hearts, and we're very excited about it. I'm going to yeah. take a seat. Yeah, let's sit. Let's sit. For now. Chairs. So when Sherwood Oaks asked us to, if we wanted to speak a little bit about keeping marriage fun, we jumped at that chance because that's something that's important to us. Um, having fun and humor is central to our relationship, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But I want to clarify that we are not accredited uh, marriage counselors or fun experts. We have simply been married for a long while, and we like having fun. Also, Sherwood Oaks has never asked us to talk uh, about like patient parenting or finding a, a balance between work and family life. Right, syncing up calendars, doing DIY projects Not together. Not spanking your kids in anger. Right. Yeah. So we've never been asked to they talk never, about They never those. asked us to talk about that, but Just fun. This. They were like, you right. guys can handle that topic. Stay in your lane, and your lane is fun. That's so. right. Stay in our lane. That's right. Boom. Okay, so we're, we're really excited about it. And as we said, it's keeping marriage fun and not making marriage fun because we are operating under the assumption that you chose your husband, you chose to spend your life with him because you find him to be a fun person, someone you want to be around. And sometimes in the haze of little kids and just all the work that that entails, we kind of forget that. And so today is just really a reminder that this is the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with and you can have fun with him. Um, a language that we hear a lot or uh, we hear in talking about marriages is that um, they drifted away or they grew apart. That's um, something I think that a lot of marriages, a lot of people in marriages fear. I looked and looked for this clip um, from Modern Family, but the internet failed me. I could not find it, but it was um, in the beginning of the episode, Phil Dunphy finds out that his neighbors are getting a divorce and he is freaked out. And he, went, he spends the entire episode trying to figure out what happened. And his hope is that something big and crazy happened, like someone had an affair or someone stole all their money and bought something or something crazy happened because he does not want to hear that they just fell out of love. And in the end, that's what he finds out. They just, they said, oh, we just really drifted away. And that scares him because that sounds like something that could happen. Well, oftentimes we think, well, nothing crazy is going to happen. Oh. So the light came on. <laughs> Nothing crazy is going to happen. It was a good point. I see. You just really wanted to illuminate that. Uh, nothing crazy is going to happen, but we might fall out of love. That could happen. That feels like something that could happen. Yeah, and even if divorce isn't in your vocabulary, you're always going to stay together, whether it be for the kids or just because that's how you feel. It's important to have a relationship that's full of fun and joy, that you love spending time with your spouse. Even when you're older and the kids are gone, you still have that fun desire to hang out with your spouse and enjoy their time and company. Exactly. So we're going to talk about today kind of like three segments. The first is going to be like a framework of some ideas or some concepts that you guys can foster in your own relationships that we think help produce fun and joy. Then we're going to talk about some practical examples of that fun, some ideas that have worked for us that may work for you. And then we're going to close. We've actually compiled some data for this event. We've surveyed uh, shy of 50 real husbands of mom to mom and compiled some data. And we've asked them some questions about what do you think about fun with your spouse? And we've got some data to share with you. So we're going to go over that as well. 
Yeah, so we're looking forward to this. First, we wanted to kind of just tell you who we are, uh, our story. So Annie and I met in high school, but we were not high school sweethearts. That's correct. <laughs> I wanted to be her high school sweetheart, <laughs> but I had a couple things, some strikes against me. One, I did not drive a hardtop Jeep Wrangler, and I was not several years older than her. So those two factors so. precluded me from trying to date her in high school as much as I would have liked to. And what he means by that is that he was actually busy dating other girls. So, yeah. yeah. But we, we went to a small school, so we remained friends, and we would see each other over uh, college breaks. We'd, you know, go to party and see each other. And so we stayed in touch. And then we became very good friends. And so he would write me these. He was an English major. He would write me these really long, elaborate emails with stories that he had maybe made up or maybe not. I couldn't always tell. And I just loved them. And I would read them out loud to my friends. They all knew, like, oh, yeah, Andy, the guy from Taylor that Beth is going to date. Like, they all knew it, but I didn't know it yet. And so... Um, right. We were deep in... I was, at least I was deep in the friend zone. <laughs> and I would give her some funny advice. Humor was central to, like, my foot in the door. It was someone who was way out of my league. But I used that. And then I was, like, the friend that she would get advice. And so she would call... Or we would email I would back tell and forth about, about my the dates. dates that she was going yeah. on and get my feedback, and I would, pro I would provide her some thoughts His on these His thoughts guys. were usually like, that doesn't seem like the right guy for you. Just so like, wrong I just don't. Him. I don't see you guys working out. Uh-uh. No. So anyway, I remember sophomore year over Easter break, we came home. We had pancakes and a breakfast that turned into lunch, and I remember Andy dropping me off. Important note here. So I did drop her off because for a lot of these you know, over the last, like, two years at this point, I have been picking her up, bringing her to places, paying for her, whatever the event that we were doing or meal that we were having, and then dropping her back off. So I actually thought that we were dating and had been for, like, 18 months. Like, when you say it like that, it does sound kind of bad. But I was just like, you know, he's got a nicer car than me, and he's just generous. So I thought, you know, that's... I didn't really see it quite like he did, but I remember him dropping me off and thinking, like... Andy Long, like, huh, I wonder, wonder if there could be something there. And that was just enough of, a, of recognition, maybe, on her part. They gave me the confidence. I brought a cell phone because I didn't have one at that time. Because we're I, old, guys. We're, this is a long old. time ago, back in the dark ages. It's done been a while. <laughs> but borrowed a cell phone, left after practice, drove across the state into Illinois, got to her campus, called her, was like, hey, this is like midnight, like, hey, like, what are you doing? Because I'm outside your dorm. <laughs> Didn't sound it probably sounded like that, but I was like, hey, can we talk for a little bit? And so she came down. We went to the only place that was open. The most romantic 24-hour location. As steak you, and shake. Steak and shake. So and I don't remember what was said between when I picked her up and when we got into the seat yourself section at the steak and shake in Bourbonnais, Illinois. But I just remember taking this huge like, nervous drink of water. And then I had had like four hours to practice my opening line. So I was, I was pretty jacked and I was ready. So I was like, Beth, I'm completely smitten with you. And I think you're beautiful. Okay. And I was, do you have, do you have a response for that? Do you have thoughts on that? I mean, you didn't, you didn't really ask me anything. That is what she said. She was like, there was no question there. I'm so sorry, you guys. I was pretty shocked, as previously mentioned. Like, he had been thinking about this for a long time. I had been thinking about it for, like, a day. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> we, we overcame that hurdle. We did. We got together. We've been together. We've been in love, like, 15, maybe 17 years, <laughs> respectively. We've got a bunch of kids. <laughs> we made it work. And we, we actually got married on 7707. Okay, nope. I know we're kind of old, but are there any other 7707s in here? That's your birthday? Oh, that was my grandpa's birthday, too. Oh, yeah, see, we're a lot older than you. <laughs> we did not get married at 18. Okay, so no 7s. Uh, what about, did anybody else do a fun, like, number thing, like 10, 11, 12? 9, 10, oh. 11. Okay, we have okay. a little. Oh, gosh. Oh, arm wrestle, arm wrestle. Pro. I'm going to give this prize to her because I heard it first, but. Way to go on the numbers, guys. Easy to remember. Good job. We'll explain that a little prize in a minute. Okay, so this picture was taken, I think, right after, right after that whole... That's true. Maybe like two days later. Smittenness. I still have that shirt. He does. And when we got married, like, and she made me throw it. those jeans away. I did. They were like the acid wash, but... 
you shouldn't be able to still wear that shirt, but you do. So, okay. So that leads us into our first main point of what we're calling laying the groundwork for fun in marriage. We really feel like if you just have a couple principles in place, naturally fun comes out of that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Here's our fam now. Got all those kids. It's pretty good. I married way out of my league, but from those two pictures, the glow up on her part is real, right? <laughs> what a smoke show. I love sharing that. I also love sharing our story because I love telling people about how we got together and how I was able to, to get this beautiful woman to marry me. And that leads us to our very first principle of foundations of fun, as we're calling. But that is remembering why you fell in love and remembering when you were newly in love. So I love telling that story because that brings back all those memories of when we were just babies and we were love was so new and you can't help recall those stories and not feel great and not feel warm and just full of love for your spouse so no matter what season you're in you can always look back to when you first got together and that's fun I love that yeah and now that you have kids it's fun to involve them in that and so our kids love to hear the story of that story or um, how Andy proposed to me they love to look back at our wedding pictures or see those early pictures of us. And so it's fun to get those out. And it's really nice for building just a rich history of love in your family already. So we enjoy that. So right now, we're going to take a quick break amongst your tables. If you guys want to discuss or name, where was your first date with your spouse? Where was the location? Discuss. Okay, bringing it back, bringing it back. Here we go. Yeah. You want to leave that one? So do we have any uh, super exotic locations? We have a prize for perhaps the most exotic. <laughs> Does anyone from around the tables, or did you hear something crazy? fun, funny, interesting. The Rusty, the rusty Bucket. bucket. 
What is the Rusty Bucket? Just with a really cute name. Oh, fried pickles. I like it. Yes. It's really hard to beat Brazil for a more exotic location. Yes. I mean, Rusty yes. Bucket sounds that good. That good. <laughs> wow. But if I was going to take a vacation, I'd probably pick Brazil. You're doing Even if you had an exotic location after that, you were like, no, it's, it's fine. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Okay, so the second principle of uh, sort of laying the foundation, the groundwork for fun in your relationship that we see is to put each other first. Correct. And this is an intentional choice, and it is countercultural to the prevailing message of today, which says, you do you, and you got to take care of yourself first. And so it's definitely difficult, especially when you have these little kids on you all day long. But the intentional choice of saying, I'm going to put my husband first in this situation, gets his attention, and I think lays the groundwork for fun for the rest of your relationship. Yeah, I mean, it could be something small or something big. But husbands, and speaking as a husband, it's hard to miss when your wife does something that's intentional and thoughtful and clearly puts you first. It makes you feel a little weird sometimes because it is so nice, but it's very hard to miss that. And I think that that kind of sets the tone because it's reciprocal because you feel that way. Like if Beth wants to stay up late and she's going to clean the sink, get the dirty dishes out so that I can come down the next morning, the kitchen's clean, make my coffee in the morning. Like I notice that. It makes me feel a little weird because she's so nice. But then that's going to bring... <laughs> Uh, kind of like a reciprocal, like, I want to do something else. I want to try to match that level. And it's kind of like an upward cycle. It's good. Yeah, and one way that we think about that is in respecting each other's time. And we've always tried to be very careful about encouraging each other to get out and do things outside of the house with friends. Um, for instance, every year Andy goes on a long weekend away with his college friends. They call it Man Bash, which is both embarrassing and adorable, I think man bash but anyway uh they go on this weekend and i really want andy to go every year because he comes back refreshed he comes back encouraged with his work life his christian life his family life and it's something i really want him to do and encourage him to do yeah and opportunities to get out and have fun like that again she's too classy to mention that for the first decade of our relationship i was in a job where i was working like eight to eight and then working every Saturday and was never able to get time off. And we missed like all of her family weddings and all sorts of important stuff. But she was still putting a priority on like, hey, you need to get out. You need to have fun. I want you to do that. That's important. And again, that felt so countercultural to like, oh, you're going to put my needs in front of yours, even though I'm, you know, really struggling to get time with the family. That made a huge impression. It's impossible to ignore that. And I think that that helped strengthen our relationship by having fun. Yeah, I also think even just nights out are nice. Um, yeah, gets, it doesn't have to be something huge. Yeah, it doesn't have to be huge. I think just a night out is nice. It breaks up your routine and also kind of makes you, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So when he's out for a night, the next night feels a little bit, you know, more special that he's home and we, we're doing, you know, our usual at night things. So um, that is just something that we've thought of. <laughs> Guys, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, I'm so sorry. Things. Okay. Maybe okay. we're in church. We're I in know church. We're in church. Stop. Uh, okay. And the third thing um, that we feel like is foundational to growing fun in your family is just to think of each other throughout the day. And that could mean all kinds of different things, but I think it's fun to send a little flirty text to Andy throughout the day. Um, now, I am not advocating for sexting, mostly, mostly because I don't really understand or she trust doesn't. the cloud. 
And guys, what happens to those pictures? Like my fear is always that there's gonna be like a slideshow of pictures and that's gonna pop up. So I don't do that. But I think a lot of couples have a series of emojis that for them signify some kind of, you know, sex. Should we share ours? No, absolutely not. That that's is right. For that's us. private. That's that's, for that's us. just for us. That's yeah, our that's secret language. <laughs> but a lot of people have, uh, like, it's like an inside joke type of language that you may have with your husband. Um, you know, that you've got some emojis that you would send throughout the day or a funny message that you would send. How do you feel about getting that? I love that. So as a husband, and we'll come back to some of this a little bit later, we touch on this with the husband survey results, but husbands love knowing that you're thinking about them throughout the day, even maybe not in a serious way or something super important, but just touching base and checking in, especially if it's something not work-related or even or not silly. not kids-related. So yeah. beyond just being like, these kids are driving me crazy. Right, because I get that text a lot, too. <laughs> it's like mostly like 5 o'clock, and I'm like, where are you? That text. That doesn't count as you're checking in throughout the day text. Right, but the other texts, I mean, I love that, and it helps kind of, I think, as a husband coming home, like if I've got that throughout the day and we've been able to kind of uh, connect yeah. via text throughout the day, it makes that transition when I get home. Like I'm eager to get home and talk with her, and it makes that transition from work to home a lot better. So I love getting a fun text throughout the day. Um, another thought is I really enjoy sports, watching sports, playing sports, but um, not as much as Andy. And so I have chosen, I follow Sports Center on Instagram, which is just a little thing that I like to do. And that's nice because I feel like I can stay in conversation with Andy about particular players or teams that he likes. It kind of just is another connecting point for us. Yeah, as an example, like before the NBA trade deadline, I'm a big NBA fan, and she sent me a text or a screenshot about Lonzo Ball getting traded maybe with his dad, who's a hot mess, and I love that. And it was like, oh, she's into what I'm into. Like she's wanting to talk about stuff that she knows that I find interesting or fun. I love that throughout the day. So it doesn't have to be sexual in nature every time, although that's great. <laughs> But something that you're into, if I know that she's taking time to be like, hey, I want to talk about something that I know is important to you, I love that. Yeah, so get your phone out. Let's take a minute here and just send a text to your husband. It, does, it can be, you know, thanks so much for working hard today. Thanks for helping me with breakfast. Looking forward to going out tonight. Whatever your, whatever a quick your thoughts show are. Of hands, quick show of hands. How many people have a special emoji <laughs> that means something between the two of you guys? Like a, do you guys have that secret language? Is it just us? us? No, Is it just not, us? I know it's not just us. Oh, words. Right. Oh, words, secret like words. code word. Okay, I got okay. you. I got you. If you start looking in the gifts or the the emojis, you there's a lot of ideas. Bitmoji, exactly. All right, so write your text. All right, let's wrap those up, send them out. There we go. Okay, ladies, we're going to switch gears now. So those were kind of like the framework principles that we think, hey, if you've got that, that's going to foster organically just kind of like a fun center to your marriage or bring that to the forefront. But if you're like, man, I don't know. We're in a tough spot. It's been very challenging. Or I'm out of ideas. What, what is fun? How can we do that like a little bit more practically? This next section, we're going to talk about some practical examples of some fun that you can have in your marriage. Yes. So first, just thinking about creating a culture of fun in your family. It starts at home, starts with you guys, kind of highlighting fun when you can. Yes. And it's going to look different for every family because everybody has different interests and what is fun for them. But just for us, we feel like we live in an amazing town for family fun. Um, there are so many parks and places to hike. We love to take the kids out and just 
get him outside and run around, wear him out for bedtime. Get him so tired. I'm so tired. That's the main motivation. But also nature is beautiful. Um, we really, we really enjoy that, and there are just tons of places in Bloomington to do that. We also love going to games at IU. Baseball games, softball games, volleyball games are really fun, but we really enjoy going to women's basketball games. Yeah, if you haven't been to a women's basketball game, just as a specific example of some family fun, they're super cheap. Sometimes it's like a dollar a ticket to get in. You could sit right up close to the court, popcorn, the whole nine yards. Cheerleaders, pet, pet band. band. It's the same elements as the men's show. games, but it's a lot more awesome. accessible. So really fun. We really enjoy that. Um, we also really enjoyed a lot of the Cardinal stage productions here in town. Um, they do a really good job. They, the productions are top-notch, but they also top do an notch. excellent job keeping the tickets affordable compared to several of the other um, places in town. So we've really enjoyed taking our kids Raise to Raise your hand if you've ever gone to a Cardinal stage production in town. Wow. You got it, guys. You got it. The majority there. Yeah, so you guys know. And another way that we create just a culture of fun in our family is that we love birthdays. We celebrate birthdays big. Yeah, and it doesn't mean like presents or expensive gifts, but it does mean uh, if you've got a reason to celebrate, at least in our house, we're going to celebrate big. So it doesn't have to be something super elaborate, but we're going to certainly make it known like, hey, if it's your son's birthday, we're going to do it up big. Or if it's our anniversary, the kids are going to know about it. It's going to be something to celebrate. So we bring in that culture of celebrating when we've got reason to celebrate into our family. And the kids know that, too. Yeah. And we also really enjoy playing games. So Andy and I enjoy that, but we brought it into the family as well. And so the, our top games right now, we really are enjoying Sleeping Queens, Tenzi, Jenga, Uno, and then 10,000 is our And favorite. I call it 10,000. Some people in Indiana call it Farkle. It's like a dice game where you're trying to get matching and points. And it's not that to me. It's 10,000. Always will be. I think you're weird if you call it something else. But I think any game that teaches your kids how to gamble and do simple arithmetic is something worth exploring. It's debatable, but it is really fun to see their little personalities come out. In, when you play games. My parents have talked about that growing up because I was a very timid child, but when we started playing games, just watch out. I was very competitive. And actually, the kids <laughs> still know. The yeah. moms, I'm, I'm not going to take it easy on them. Mama guys. doesn't ever let anybody win. Mm -mm. So take no. a second around your tables, discuss. Is there a game that you absolutely love playing that maybe other people don't know about? Because it's always good to get another game recommendation. So take a minute or so, try to spread what your favorite game is with your family.
Yeah, you give them time, they will. Okay. Hopefully you found some good ideas. All right, so the next two principles, uh, besides family fun and a culture of fun. You're going to have to say that again. Yeah. <laughs> so the next two, uh, we're going to reference this husband survey that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But these next two principles that we're giving as practical examples for keeping fun highlighted in your marriage were both uh, mentioned several times, a bunch of times, in the husband survey. So speaking from husbands with this data set that we're going to go over in just a little bit, these ideas come up quite a bit. So the first one, date night. Date night. Okay. I personally feel like if we're going to be talking about having fun in marriage, then we can't skip over date night. I Don't think do it. it. Let's talk about it. That's right. We're going to have to talk about it. Okay, so before we even get into the actual date, obviously we need to discuss the major deterrent to date night, and that is babysitters, child care. Okay, so well, first of all, tonight there's a parents' night out at Short Oaks. Wait they a second, those, repeat that? Mm-hmm, parents' night out. What is that for those who don't you know? drop your kids off, and then you leave, and then you come back and get them. Parents' night out. They do that four times a year here at Short Oaks, and um, we look forward to it because it's just a nice free night out. Uh, so that is in there. But mostly I want to say we live, donations accepted, we live in a uh, babysitter-rich town. There are literally thousands of babysitter-aged people in this town. So it makes me a little bit sad when people say, oh, we just don't have any babysitters. I'm like, guys, there are so many. There are so many babysitters. And Maybe so, where would you find some of these I babysitters, know, How would you though? find them? Okay, yes. that's such a good question. It's like my little hype man over here. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, here. This is a great place to find them. So right now, there is a college student with your child in their room downstairs in childcare. And almost all of them would love to babysit. This is how we have found a ton of our babysitters. Just, you know, when we pick up our kid on, on the Friday morning, I say, hey, are you ever interested in babysitting? Like, could I get your number? Chances are, because they're here, they're already working with kids, they would really like that idea. Bonus, they've all been background checked. So you've got that going for you as well. And yes, and they drive, which is one reason we like college students, a lot of college students can drive versus um, some of the younger ones. So we really have had a lot of luck with that over the years in finding college-age babysitters. Also, I'm going to shout out to Laura Reynolds right there. She works with CSF here in town, and she knows all kinds of college girls who would love to babysit. And guys, I found that a lot of college students really love to go to a home for babysitting. Like, it's a novel thing for them. Like, if you have a dog, a lot of times they love that. Just being in a home with kids, it's, it's new, it's away from campus, and they really like it. And so it's kind of a mutual blessing, really, to have college babysitters in that way. Yeah, another idea that we've used before is, have any of you guys been to the SRSC on campus? It's where the kids work out. A lot of times we'll just go in there, and we'll try to find a, somebody who's putting up big weight on the squat rack or the bench press, and we're like, would you be interested in babysitting? We do have a lot of kids, so, you know, sometimes you need some muscle power. We haven't done that, but it is perhaps if our well runs dry ever, we will, uh, we will do that. Right, but to your point, we do live in a babysitting-rich environment. So yes. kind of going um, out of your comfort zone over to the find years, one. Yeah, over the years, we've also swapped babysitting with other families. So, you know, we take your kids for the night, and then next week you take our kids for the night. And we found that to be super fun. It's a really nice way to get to know another family. and It's um, free. It's free, which is super nice. Um, and also, we find that when we have other kids over, our kids tend to be really occupied and like have a lot of fun showing them their toys, you know, so the night is a fun one. Even when we have all the kids, it's a really fun one for us as well. Um, also, over the years, to help kind of defer the costs a little bit, we have um, split babysitters with, with people, usually when we had less kids. So, like, you know, when we only had two kids and we went out with another couple that only had two kids, get one babysitter that can watch all of them, and that kind of helps split that cost or up now, a little or bit. Or now, more recently, when we got more kids and we know people that have more kids, maybe getting a, a pair of babysitters or a group of babysitters to split. Just watch a whole a mess of them. A bunch of kids. <laughs> but it's cheaper because you can split the cost with another family. So that works out really well. We've been able to Baby, do that. So once you get the babysitter. What are we going to do? What are some ideas for date night? Okay, well, I would think... To think about the things that he does actually call me baby. I see you guys like rolling your eyes. He does call me that. The first time he said it, I was like, what'd you call me? But now I like it. So 
Yes, many years. He also one time called me honey, and I was like, what'd you say? And he never has said it again. So it wasn't like a what'd you say? It was just like, oh, I didn't hear you, and dropped it. Dropped it like it's hot. So baby has stuck. So anyway, yes. Baby don't take no guff. Mm, don't take no guff. Ever. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I would say to encourage you to think about the things that you enjoyed doing before you had kids. And sometimes those things are not always obvious date activities, but if you really enjoyed going on bike rides together or going for a run or going for or a, a hike yeah. or even a or walk. Just a walk around the neighborhood. Sometimes that is the best thing to do, just to think about those things that you like doing before um, you had kids. I would also like to give a plug for day dates. I think day dates are underrated. Number one, brunch is the best meal of the day. Everybody knows that. And secondly, if you are paying a babysitter, She's really working for every penny because <laughs> you feel like you're sort of getting away with something, you know, because you're gone like that whole time your kids are awake. Andy rolls his eyes at this one. I don't know if anybody else feels that same way where it's like if your kids are sleeping, your babysitter isn't earning money and that just burns Beth up. Like, oh, we, it's like you know, a pain. I'm just sit on my couch. She had to do 15 minutes worth of work. <laughs> I think that they probably all understand this more than you do, but. You know, right. you guys get it. You get it, you know. Thank you. I'm like, oh, the kids are asleep. We can go home now. Like, so what, what's another example? What's another practical tip for a great date? Okay, another great date. We really enjoy going on double dates, like going out with another couple that we enjoy going on. I feel like going on a double date uh, causes you to sort of bring your A game, you know, when you're on a date. Absolutely. From at least my perspective, I'm trying to impress both my baby but also this couple but that maybe I don't know all that well. So I'm going to be on my conversational A game. I'm going to be super engaged. I'm going to look the part. You're less tempted to kind of talk about some of those yeah, like the, more negative things. That, or more mundane. Just like talking about just, the kids. Yeah. You're trying you know. to keep it light and fun and engaging. It's like the best version of myself because I'm trying to impress both them and Beth. So I think double dates are where it's at. And I know that maybe there's a perception of like, oh, that's like when you're younger and like going on dates before you're married. No. Double dates. Double where dates. it's at. Where it's at. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, oh. I'm going to say about double dates. I have. I don't know if I've ever seen someone getting a knockdown, dragout fight with their spouse while on a double date. That would be Accurate. super awkward, right? It would be super so weird. it's like insurance that you're going <laughs> to keep it. You know, like stay in your lane. You're going to do a great job. You're not going to go off the trail and start talking about problems that you got or trouble spots. Tensions. Obviously, sometimes you do need to have a date where you're talking if you're trying to work through something. But Correct, but not on a double date. <laughs> not on a double date. I would also say for a while, like, I would just bring my big purse with me on a date. But I don't need that, guys. So now I have this little, like, going out, little, like, clutch, and it's just got, like, my lip gloss in it. And that's all I need. And there's just, like, something about just taking that out of the house versus, like, my big purse with all my snacks and diapers and stuff that feels like a little extra, like, light. So just hot tip right there. Uh, okay, so what about the times? Hey, well, well, yeah, I was going to say, but sometimes you're just in a season of life where you can't just leave your kids with a babysitter or that's just not in the budget. So what happens if uh, you can't get a babysitter and go out and do something outside the house. Right. I think that was describing most of 2016 for us. We had both of our boys we came home we that didn't year. We leave the house. We were tethered. And also just how can you make nights at home a little special, a little more fun? Um, okay. So one thing that we really enjoyed in addition, you know, you always, a lot of times we put the kids to bed, see what's on TV. We have enjoyed rewatching a series that we enjoyed when we were newly married. Uh, right now, we're rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which has been super fun. It just sort of, you know, deepens the well of, like, inside jokes for us. And it's just fun to kind of think back where we were in different times of life when we started watching that. That's been really fun. Um, another thing is just to have a little special treat for after the kids go to bed. Uh, Andy really likes milkshakes, so we do have milkshakes pretty regularly. Um, whenever I make cookies, I usually freeze the dough in, like, dough balls. And so probably, like, once a week, we turn the oven on and make four cookies just for us, a little special. And then also, I have you guys seen these mug treats? Okay, Pinterest has lots of recipes for, like, if you just want to make one, but the the, the companies, they got smart, and they're like, we can make those for you, and I'm totally in on that. So they have these little things, and you just pour them into a mug, and you add, like, uh, three tablespoons of water, or whatever they tell you to add. You make just it. Just three, guys. <laughs> That's all it takes. 
Just see. So um, it just it's just a little special treat. Sometimes Andy and I, I'll make like a cheese tray, like a special dinner just for us. We'll put the kids to bed and we'll have a special dinner for we a while. We tried the Blue Apron and Home Chef, like where we would put the kids to bed and then we would try to make a meal ourselves, we elbow really, to elbow. Yeah, that was really fun to just sort of try new things. Just something special. None of these are crazy. They just take a little bit of thought, a little bit of planning. And I think that that goes a long way to show like, hey, I'm... I'm anticipating a great time with you tonight. Okay. Um, what was next? We got lost for where we are. I've been distracted by this baby that maybe had like a blowout or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've been there, but I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely been there. Okay. I wondered. <laughs> you were totally lost there for a second. Yes. You didn't jump it in. <laughs> oh, been there. Solidarity. So then real quickly, let's just take uh, one minute around your table. Talk about what is your favorite show to binge watch with your spouse. Favorite show, go. One minute. All right. Did anybody else say McGee and Me? Does anyone else like binge-watching that show? Anyone else? Nobody else. No. no. I do. I do. I love that. So good. Okay. All right. This next category, so we've covered date night. The second, uh, according to the husband survey, the second most popular example of a practical application Wait, for having fun. Wait, one second, baby. We just forgot. Okay, oh, yeah. Who's oh got, yeah. We've got one more. Who's got the youngest baby here? Six weeks? Anyone younger than six weeks? I don't think we can top that. Youngest baby here. No, not you. Okay, here we go. Will you pass this over? Six weeks. Oh, six months. Okay. There we go. We thought whoever had the youngest baby should uh, be Gets prepared a for a Absolutely. at home date night. All right, so the last practical tip maybe that we've got was also mentioned a bunch by husbands on the husband survey, and that is. Making it a surprise. Making what a surprise? Anything you do. Anything. <laughs> any plan. This is like the surprise. Andy Long game plan for life. Like, you can take any average idea and if or you. Or a subpar, <laughs> below sub average idea. And if and you dress, dress it, up. it up as a surprise, it is all of a sudden so exciting. No, but guys, real talk, husbands love surprises. There's an intentionality. They know that you had to put some sort of planning into an event, you've got the agenda. Husbands love surprises. Do you have an example? I do, thank you. <laughs> so as a very brief example, I had a birthday a few weeks ago and it was Saturday at like six o'clock p.m. I think all six of us in the family were in our PJs, cashing in for the night, ready to watch like a movie or something. The doorbell rings get up, answer it. It's some girl that's babysat for us before, so I'm confused because I'm constantly forgetting plans that we've made. And so I look over to Beth, and she's like, no, we're going out. You've got 10 minutes to get some clothes on. We're going out on a, to a dinner and a movie. Awesome idea. The idea of a dinner and a movie, we do that fairly regularly. We love that. But when you surprise dinner and a movie, if you add that layer, then the whole night seemed like it was framed with this like exhilaration and excitement, and it just changed the tone of the date. I loved it. Husbands love surprises like that, and it doesn't have to be something crazy or exotic. The surprise makes it crazy and exotic. Yeah, it just makes it feel extra fun and special. Andy is really good at this, and probably three times a week he texts me and says, I have a surprise for you tonight. And sometimes that means like he's picked out the movie that he wants to watch, or it's going to be a back massage, or he's going to go to uh, Chocolate Moose and get a s ice cream that night. It's never like anything crazy. 
It's just this idea that I've got something to anticipate, some fun to anticipate throughout the day. What's it going to be? That's we'll right. It's usually out. after I get the text of like, where are you? Why are you not home from work yet? And it's like, <laughs> I've got a surprise. <laughs> so fun. Okay. So we, we asked the real husbands of mom to mom. We asked them three questions. Yeah. We surveyed shy of 50 husbands, mostly from around Bloomington, but the, the sprawl was into the Midwest, all the way out to Kansas City. We've collected some data here. It's going so far. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go over that. We asked them three questions. Um, Beth, you want to read the questions that we asked on a very short survey to about Well, I'll do people. the first one. Uh, what's something your wife could surprise you with this week that you love? Okay, just throw out what do you think they What do you think, think is the top answer? answer? Yes. Okay, listen, guys. It was sex. For sure. Okay. We, I, we had three questions, and I, we tried so hard to word them in a way that the answer would not be sex for every one of them, but the answer was sex for every one of them. One of the guys said, sex, missionary position, sex. So <laughs> that, was, that was it. And so I do want to just say quickly, we're not going to dwell on this point. Andy is thankful for that. I'm not going to dwell on this point, but don't overthink it, guys, Okay. Sometimes the most simple answer is the right answer. And it's tempting to think like, oh, I'm going to make this like scavenger hunt for him and we're going to do this elaborate thing. And those things are super fun. But also, so is sex. And your husband is really going to love that idea also. So. Yeah, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. And I feel weird addressing a room full of ladies. But I will mention that uh, that's usually, it's not going to hurt where you are in your marriage. <laughs> It may not make it better or solve your problems, but it's probably not going to make anything worse. So there. So we're moving so, on. So just know when we go over these answers, the number one answer was actually far and away every time was sex. But we're giving you the next That's top right. three so we answers. Tried to, so we took that answer out, and then we compiled other answers, and we tried to take up a tally and then find out where they ranked. So the first one, what's something your wife could surprise you with this week that you'd love, Right. So if we could pull that up, I think we've got a slide. All right. Number one was notes of encouragement. And we use this for, like, texts, handwritten notes. Somebody said that uh, his wife left a note, like, in his lunchbox that he brought to work or just something to let them know that you're thinking of them. It takes a little bit of effort, but it makes a big impact. And this actually came up more than we thought. So number two was your favorite snack or your meal. People love being surprised by food. I do. Husbands love food. The weight of their heart is through their stomach. That old adage is true. So dropping off favorite snack or coming home and you've got the favorite meal prepared, those are awesome ways to surprise your husband. And number three, we talked about it before just in this last segment. This came up a bunch. Surprises. Planning some sort of event having some sort of agenda for your husband, surprises. Husbands love those. doesn't have to be big. They love them. The next question was, what's your favorite simple, fun activity to do with your wife? Right. So pulling out the, the top answer, that focusing on what's... That was where he said missionary position. <laughs> fun and simple. <laughs> so focusing on uh, the next top three. So number one, surprisingly enough... Uh, a fun, simple activity, going for a walk. And there was a couple of different variations of that. Going for a walk, working out together, doing yoga, stretching. We've heard a couple of them. But being in close proximity to your wife, maybe, we thought was the, uh, the key to those. And doing something simple. So number two, playing games or watching people play games. So either participating in sports, watching sports, or maybe watching something on TV watching that. If it's a shared interest, husbands love that. And then number three, this actually came up more than we thought, but it's a simple idea, relaxing together. And we had people say, you know, being close proximity, usually no without your kids, no screens, but listening to an album, listening to music, reading together, going for a long drive, cocktails. But don't combine those two. The driving and the cocktails are separate. There's a comma Safe there. Safety first. That's right. But interesting that that would be in the top three. All right, the last one was, what's a simple way that your wife can show you that she cares about you? So, number one, uh, and this was 
a bunch of different ways that we've kind of all rolled into one. We call it massage or physical touch. Again, you're being in close proximity with your husband. And, man, I don't know. I'm not just going to speak for all husbands, but I kind of am. I think all husbands love that. When your wife is giving you a back rub or even just scratching your back, being close to you, husbands love that. So number two, dropping off a snack or a coffee at work. So that's a, that came up several different ways or variations, but like dropping off a Starbucks at work or dropping off something in like we had a cubby hole at work or like a mailbox at work that you'd find later. So that came up several times. Oh, yeah, and then we had one that we thought was real sweet. It was like a uh, husband said that the, her, his wife packs his lunch on days that she knew that he would be super busy. And so it was like a stress reliever. He didn't have to think about that. And that made a huge impact. He really remembered that mentioned on the survey. And then the last one, coming home to a clean house or your favorite home-cooked meal. And I think most of there were a couple ways that they phrased this, but we put these in the category of that takes a ton of time, and it's certainly an intentional thing that you're doing, and it's impossible for a husband to miss that. So if you come home and your favorite meal has been made, you know that that took a bunch of time and effort, or if the house is looking awesome, you know that that was a big deal, and that, that was something intentional that your wife did for you. It's impossible to miss that. Husbands love it. Yeah. So we hope just sort of hearing from the husbands kind of gives you a little bit of a different perspective. I think the biggest thing that I think when I read through that is like none of those are crazy. They're all really simple little things that help just lay the groundwork for fun in your relationship. And I do just kind of want to say that I know that hearing a lighthearted talk on marriage can feel really difficult if you're in a difficult season with your marriage. And um, we have a lot of resources here at Sherwood Oaks to help you through that. We have counseling, we have all kinds of things, and Maggie is in the back there. She's the one who coordinates a lot of that, and she is willing to help you, myself as well. Um, we know that it's not always easy, and a date night doesn't just solve everything, and so we don't want to just uh, go over that pretending like that's all it is, but we do hope that um, we've encouraged you to just bring some fun into your marriage, and that the good times can roll. So we do have some discussion questions up here to kind of um, get you through the rest of the time, but thank you so much for having us.